Part Twelve of Selection from Strange Stories from Chinese Studio, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Selection from Strange Stories from Chinese Studio by Pu Shongling, translated by Harvey Orangeiles. Volume One, Part The Painted Skin, read by Vivian Chen, March 2008, in Guangzhou, China. A Taiyuan, that little man who named Wang, one morning he was out working when he met a young lady carrying a bundle and hurrying along by herself. As she moved along with some difficulty, Wang quickened his pace and caught her up and found she was a very pretty girl of about sixteen. Mart smitten, he inquired whether she was going so early, and no one with her. A traveller like you, replied the girl, cannot alleviate my distress. Why trouble yourself to ask? What distress is it? said one. I'm sure I would do anything I can for you. My parents answered she loved money and they saw me as a concubine into a rich family where the wife was very jealous and beat and abused me morning and night it was more than i could stand so i had to run away wang asked where she was going to which she replied that a runaway had no fixed place or adobe my house said one is at no great distance. What do you say come in there? She joyfully acquiesced, and one, taking up her bundle, led the way to his house. Finding no one there, she asked one where his family were, to which he replied that that was only the library. A very nice place, too, said she. But you, you are kind enough to save my life. You mustn't let anyone know that I am here. One promised he would not divulge her secret, and so she remained there for some days without anyone knowing anything about it. He then told his wife, and she, fearing the girl might belong to some influential family, advised him to send her away. This, however, he would not consent to do. When one day, Going into the town, he met a Taoist priest who looked at him in astonishment, and asked him what he had met. I have met nothing, replied one. Why? You are bewitched, said the priest. What do you mean by not having met anything? But Wang insisted that it was so. And the priest walked away, saying, Therefore, some people don't seem to know when death is at hand. This startled Wang, whom at first thought of the girl. But then he reflected that a pretty young thing as she was wouldn't well be a witch, and began to suspect that the priest merely wanted to make a stroke of business. When he returned, the library door was shut, and he couldn't get in, which made him suspect that something was wrong. And so he climbed over the wall, where he found the door of the inner room shut too. Softly creeping up, he looked through the window, and saw a hideous devil, 
with a grim face and a jagged tooth like a saw spreading a human skin upon the bed and painting it with a paintbrush the devil then threw aside the brush and giving the skin a shake-out just like you would a coat threw it over its shoulders when lo it was the girl terrified at this wang hurried away with his head down in search for the priest who had gone he knew not whither subsequently finding in the fields where he threw himself on his knees and begged the priest to save him as to driving her away said the priest the creature must be in great distress to be seeking a substitute for herself besides i could hardly endure to injure a living thing however he gave one a fried brush and begged him to hang it at the door of the bedroom agreeing to meet again at the qing di temple wang went home but did not die enter the library so he hung up the brush at the bedroom door and before long heard a sound of footsteps outside not daring to move he made his wife peep out and she saw the girl standing looking at the brush afraid to pass it she then growled her teeth and went away but in a little while came back and began cursing saying you praised you don't frighten me do you think i'm going to get up what's already in my grip thereupon she tore the brush into pieces and bursting open the door walked straight up to the bed where she read open one and tore out his heart with which she went away wang's wife screamed out and the servant came in with a light but wang was already dead and present a most miserable spectacle his wife who was in an agony of fright hardly tried cry for fear of making a noise and next day she sent wang's brother to see the priest the latter got into a great rage and cried out was it for this that i have compassion on you devil that you are proceeding at once with wang's brother to the house from which the girl had disappeared without anyone knowing whither she had gone but the priest raising his head looked around and said luckily she's not far away he then asked who had lived in the apartment to the south side to which one's brother replied that he did whereupon the priest declared that that she would be found one's brother was horribly frightened and said he did not think so and then the priest asked him if any stranger had been to the house to this he answered that he had been out to the Tindi temple and could not possibly say but he went out to inquire and in a little while came back and reported that an old woman had sought service with them as a maid of all work and had been engaged by his wife that is she said the priest as one's brother added she was still there and they all set out to go to the house together then the priest took his wooden sword and standing in the middle of the courtyard shouted out baseball friend give me back my fly brush meanwhile the new maid of all work was in a great state of alarm and tried to get away by the door but the priest struck her and down she fell flat 
the human skin dropped off and she became a hideous devil that she lay grouting like a pig until the priest grabbed his wooden sword and struck off her head she then became a dense curl of smoke curling up from the ground when the priest took an uncalled guard and threw it right into the midst of the smoke a sucking noise was heard and the whole curl was drawn into the ground after which the priest cocked it up closely and put it in his pouch the skin too which was complete even to the eyebrows eyes hands and feet he also rolled up as if it had been a scroll and was on the point of living with it when one's wife stopped him and with tears entreated him to bring her husband to life the priest said he was unable to do that but one's wife flung herself at his feet and with loud lamentations implored his assistance for some time he remained immersed in thought and then replied my power is not equal to what you asked i myself cannot raise the dead but i will direct you to someone who can and if you apply to him properly you will succeed one's wife asked the priest who it was to which he replied there is a maniac in the town who passes his time grovelling in the dirt go prostrate yourself before him and beg him to help you if he insults you show no sign of anger one's brother knew the man to whom he alluded and accordingly bade the priest adieu and proceeded thither with his sister-in-law they found the destitute creature raving away by the roadside so filthy that it was all they could do to go near him one's wife approaching on her knees at which the many had leered at her and cried out do you love me my beauty one's wife told him what she had come for but he only laughed and said you can get plenty of other husbands why raise the dead one to life but one's wife entreated him to help her whereupon he observed it is very strange people apply to me to raise their dead as if i was kind of the infernal regions he then gave one's wife a threshing with his staff which she bore without a murmur and before gradually increasing crowd of spectators after this he produced a loathsome pill which he told her she must swallow but here she broke down and was quite unable to do so however she did manage it at last and then the maniac crying out how you do love me got up and went away without taking any more notice of her they followed him into a temple with loud supplications but he had disappeared and every effect to find him was unsuccessful overcome with raging shame one's wife went home where she mourned bitterly over her dead husband grievously repenting the steps she had taken and wished only to die she then bethought herself of preparing the corpse near which none of the servants would venture 
and set to work closing up the frightful wound at which he died while thus employed interrupted from time to time by her sobs she felt a raging lump in her throat which by and by came out with a pop and fell straight into the dead man's wound looking closely at it she saw it was a human heart and then it began as it were to throb emitting a warm vapour like smoke much excited she was at once crossed the threshold by it and hold the sides of the wound together with all her might very soon however she got tired and finding the vampires escaping from the quavers she tore out a piece of silk and bound it round at the same time bringing back circulation by rubbing the body and covering up with clothes in the night she removed the coverings and found that the breathing was coming from the nose and by next morning her husband was alive again though disturbed in mind as if awakened from a dream and feeling a pain in his heart where he had been wounded there was a secretary about as big as a cache which soon after disappeared footnotes one as she moved along with some difficulty impeded of course by her bowed feet this practice is said to have originated about a d nine seventy with yonian the concubine of the pretender li yu who wished to make her fee like the new moon the manchu or dadang ladies never adopted this custom and therefore the empresses of the modern time have had feed of the natural size neither is it enforced among the hard castes or among the field tribes of china or for more sums and others the practice was forbidden in sixteen sixty four by the manchu emperor kangxi but popular feeling was so strong on the subject that four years afterwards the provision was withdrawn a vigorous attempt is now being made to secure a natural fee for chinese girl with more chance of success the creature must be in great distress to be seeking a substitute for herself the disembodied spirits of the chinese inferno are permitted under certain conditions of time and good conducts to appropriate themselves to the vitality of some human beings who as it were exchange places with the so-called devil the devil does not however reappears as the moral whose life it has become possessed of but is merely born again into the world the idea being that the amount of life on earth is a constant quantity and cannot be increased or diminished reminding one in a way of the great modern doctrine of the conservation of energy this curious belief has an important bearing that will be brought out in a subsequent story three i could hardly endure to injure a living thing here again is a Taoist priest quoting the bullish commandment though shalt not take life the buddhist lady in china who do not hesitate to take life for the purpose of food soft their conscience from time to time by buying verse fishes etc and letting them go in the hope 
that such as will be set down on the credit side of their records of good and evil four a sucking nose was heard and the whole colon was drawn to the ground after which the priest caught it up closely and put it into his pouch this recalls the celebrated story of the fishman in the arabian nights End of the Pentiskin.